Hi, my name is Pankuri. I'm here with Philippa and Max, and we are third-year journalism students at the University of Northampton. And as a part of our weekly podcast, we have a guest speaker from the field of journalism. And this week, we were joined by Martin Stars. He was a station manager for a local community sta- radio station and live. To start off with, Martin told us about the listenership levels for radio stations across the UK. Who here is possibly interested in radio? There's a few hands. Oh, that's a good, good number of hands, which is good. Radio is good. It's one of, I, I, it's one of the only vibrant, growing mediums um, out there, um, only really being surpassed by digital uh, and sort of online and social media. But um, radio broadcasting is still growing. There are more and more radio stations launching all the time. Uh, and radio stays consistently. I did this with marketing students uh, uh, middle of last term and asked them a question of how do you think, and as, as media journalists, it would be interesting to see, as a percentage, I'm going to use RAJAR terms, which is the audience measuring, measuring system for, for radio, um, 15 plus is what RAJAR measure, the people who are 15 years old or over. What percentage of the UK tune into the radio every week? Does anyone want, and if you know the answer because you know me and we've had this conversation, don't cheat at this point. So around 70, 80% is that the consensus of the room? Yeah. 89% of over 15 adults tune into the radio at least once a week. So around 90%. And it has been a consistent 90% for about the last 10 years. And that's obviously despite the population growing. So it shows that new listeners are coming onto radio all the time. Another little question here, because you're all under the 25-year-old age bracket from looking at your youthful faces. Makes me feel old. Um, who here of you guys listen to linear, so normal live radio? Who here has listened to live radio in the last seven days? Well, that's good. That's about 50%, but that is a lower number than your, your generation, your statistic. Because one of the issues the radio industry has is how do we capture your generation to become radio listeners? This is a, the thing that the whole industry is struggling with, uh, uh, particularly Radio 1. Who here listens to Radio 1? Yeah, so about half, if not less. And you are Radio 1's target audience. Uh, and that's Radio 1's big problem. But Radio 1's problem now becomes Radio 2 or Radio 4 or local BBC's problem in 10, 20, 30 years' time. Because if we can't capture you to be listening to radio by the time you hit 20 or... Th- uh, by the time you hit sort of 30s, uh, we could all be in a problem... We could all have a problem in about 30, 40 years' time. But radio is uh, one of the oldest mediums as well. It's, it's about 100. Marconi and Chelmsford, which is seen as the birthplace of radio, is celebrating 100 years of sort of entertainment radio this year, 2020. I was quite stunned that our generation doesn't really listen to radio that much, despite the increase in the amount of new radio stations opening. I myself only really listen to Radio 1, but I do understand why our generation doesn't really listen to radio that much. I can only listen to so much radio before getting bored, especially with something like my local radio stations, such as BBC Radio Northampton, whose target audience is aimed at more older people, hence why I don't really listen to it. Uh, But if I was to listen to it, I would only really be for local news and not necessarily for its music or chat shows. If it gets to that point, I just turn it off and put it on more mainstream radio shows. You see, that that's completely different to me. I, I wouldn't listen to Radio 1. I just, like... I know that it's I'm its target audience, but I just don't like the music they play. No, it just it sounds really, like, all the same to me, and I would prefer to just listen to the music I want to listen to on Spotify than listen to radio, which is really awful because I'm a journalism student. But it's just... 
Yeah, do you not think that they just play the, the same music over and over again? I mean, they kind of do, like, I get your point, but then you could argue that with, like, local stations as well. Um, I find that a lot of the local stations normally repeat, like, the same, like, bands from, like, the 80s and 90s, and it just gets boring after a while. Um, and that's why I don't... Well, I, I do listen to Radio 1, but it's that's my kind of music, and I don't mind having it on repeat as much. Yeah, it just... Like, every song sounds the same. Like, that, like literally, like, yeah, it does and to it me. gets monotonous mm-hmm. very much. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was a bit surprised that he said that Radio 1 are really struggling to get younger listeners, though. Like, clearly there is something not working. Mm, yeah, I agree. It, it, but he said that, you know, that all of the journal, uh, radio industry is, is facing that problem. So it's not just Radio 1. A lot of places not particularly within the radio industry but across journalism are also struggling with getting young people yeah. to engage with them so it's not it's nothing really new yeah he said that it was one of the most growing mediums being radio but i don't but i don't also, see it yeah, but he's also saying that they are struggling with how to capture young generation attention so that they can expand their listenership yeah i, mean, I would go back to your point of saying that spotify has more of a you know, interesting like way of getting to young people because you can just search your music, and you know. Whereas radio, you have to go onto their website just to find a playback, just to find your favourite song, or go into a chart, and that doesn't really that that limits itself, doesn't it? Because you can only search for the top forty charts. Whereas um, on Spotify, you can search for a whole album and yeah. listen to it back to back. And I just think that their marketing's a bit better because you know they do that like end of year recap that was all i saw over my social media at christmas was this end of year recap and you know end of decade recap and i know that radio shows do that and they like play back their favorite guests over the years um but it just it's not the same you can't i think you can't share that you're listening to the radio if that makes sense whereas you know on spotify you can connect it to your social media and you can tell the whole world what you're listening to if you want to. I'm not sure why you would, but you can. Whereas with radio, everyone's a bit like, oh, wow, I'm listening to the radio. And I think there are other mediums which are more easily accessible. If they want, if the people, if the people want to read news, they don't have to go to read, turn on the radio to, to, you know, to listen to news or anything. They can easily go onto any app or anything to get to the news who are just going with the de- generation like my parents we we it, they only listen to radio when we are going somewhere like when we are traveling when we are in the car so my mom uh, likes to listen to radio so it's not every day it's like very rare yeah it just it seems like there's clearly a big divide but then i wonder is it because it sounds it sounds ridiculous but are they not playing enough music on radio um I don't know, like, it's good that they try and get like audience interaction because then if, if they play too much music, then you'll be asking, well, where's the audience interaction? You know, um, I think local stations are trying to identify that, of, of trying to get that balance of, you know, like what you said with, you know, who, like local like news and, you know, getting that music right. It's, it's, it's quite a difficult task to try and fill in for, you know, a, a chat show host in the morning or... Uh, someone in the afternoon who's doing the drive time or the lunchtime slots it's quite difficult for someone to do that and as I know who's worked as someone who's worked by BBC local placement BBC Northampton uh, they have that like you know there's there's always a lot of back behind the work back behind the background scenes work 
of trying to just sort out the next day and they and they always pretty much nine times out of ten they're always struggling to try and fill the slot for whatever like show it is during the day yeah because i just i wonder if maybe if they played more music people would listen more because i know that sometimes i'm like i don't want to hear people talking i don't want to hear the guests i just want to put my headphones in and listen to some music and I just wonder if perhaps I wouldn't go straight to Spotify if I knew that the radio were going to be playing music more because that's what they're uh, more advertisements rather than they play music yeah, yeah. that's true as well I, I hate it mm. when a whole load of advertisements come on <laughs> which is you know it's the problem isn't it with places like Heart you know because they will and they are much longer the advertisements are not sh- shorter they are very much longer mm. and that's the thing with people at heart they'll probably play like three songs in a row yeah. and then they'll you know just drop it and yeah. it's like you know five minutes of adverts yeah. and you just think oh i'm not listening to this anymore global absolutely global radio global radio technically own 50 i think something like 52 percent um of the radio industry um because they own heart lbc smooth capital capital extra and all those kinds of stations um and then there were a load of other other groups. So you used to have Wireless Group, Bauer, UKID, and then this time last year, Bauer started buying everything up. So Bauer now owns about 46%. So the two groups combined own something like 96% of all the commercial radio in the UK. So for me, he made a good point of the lack of representation for communities in national radio. And I don't really think it's fair for Bauer and Global just to be buying up for the market for the sake of it and just for profit gain. and pretty much the, like they implement the same system of where the shows they buy repeat other shows that are owned by Bauer and Global. Um, people like to hear about community stories, whether they're good or bad. I like to hear about what my local event is for the week. So, for example, like a food or drink festival or, or if a concert's coming up or just generally what's going on within my community, you know, in the area. Yeah, definitely. I just do you think that it affects news if that makes sense so if you're from like a smaller place like i know northampton's not that small but do you think it would affect it to the point where you're just not hearing northampton stories yeah because um you know heart you know uh, radio station is pretty much a mix of all the counties you like he heart only owns like it's it has combined news from bedford cambridgeshire northamptonshire and another um shire but you don't really hear anything about Northampton News on there. Um, and it's more or less like some of the areas that you're more expected to hear about. It's the same with, you know, in my opinion, TV stations. Like a lot of places and um, radio stations and TV stations included miss out Northampton, whereas I think you can really pick up some really good, like, like groundbreaking stories in Northampton uh, just from that community aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, you know, our, our council was bankrupt. There was very few... Like national radio stations picking that up. Uh, yes, local TV and radio were, were pretty much covering the case, but other than that, you don't really hear of it in national news. It's it's more something that's happening in London. You know, that's potentially not really going to affect you as much as something that's a community event in Northampton. So you'd say that because these two companies own most of the radio yeah. stations... What was it, 96%? No, yeah, 96% in total. You... You think that a lot of news is going to be missed because of that? Yeah, it's almost like they rely on something like IRN just for news, just for the sake of it. You know, it's just you know, let's not go out and do any like original reporting. Let's just keep it to IRN and just stick to national stuff. 
Yeah, or they'll, they'll just focus on, like, the bigger cities rather yeah. than small towns. Yeah, that's yeah. how I feel yeah. about it with Northampton. You know, Northampton's can be really easily missed, and there have been some really good stories in Northamptonshire over the past, like, couple of years that have just been completely missed. Which seems bizarre because Northampton's not exactly small, is it? No. Yeah. But I suppose it's surrounded by bigger cities. So yeah, it's, it's, but yeah. I guess Cambridge. It's, it's just a misconception of people that they just they think that Northampton is just a town, so they just tend to ignore the news of it. Yeah, I suppose it's the idea that not much happens. When you look at the places that are missed, like that news companies probably value more. They're probably going to value Cambridge and Milton Keynes more than Northampton. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, the one thing that was interesting is you said that you think a lot of it's repeated because it's owned by like the same company. So all the stations just sort of say the same stuff. But I would prefer to listen to just one of those companies than I would the other because the other one just. Like, it just doesn't interest me. So which one would that be, Philippa? Um, I can neither confirm nor deny that, Max. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think the problem is, is the shows are really similar, but then if that's what you want, then I guess that's what you want. If that makes sense? Like, not everyone wants to listen to hard news, so they are just going to listen to those ones. So I can see why they would just own those ones. Because that's what's going to make them money. Yeah, but it's not necessarily my point. Like, yes, I agree to some extent with what you're saying, but like, you know, I understand that you know they don't really want to like get hard news all the time and cover hard news. But you can get some really good light stories from Northampton. But again, that just aren't really mentioned on those particular radio stations. That's the point that I was trying to make, as well as you know, as well as feeling like Northampton can be missed out entirely. You can also get some light-hearted stories that are just completely missed. You know, it's almost like whenever you're hearing something on there, they advertise stuff that are specifically in Cambridgeshire, Bedfordshire or Milton Keynes. There's never really anything t- to do with Northampton. Yeah, so even the advertisement just yeah. it's really focused on one place. Yeah, that's the point I was trying to make. Yeah, I guess but half of the uh, people don't want to listen to the hard news. They just turn, the, turn on the radio to relax themselves or to just listen to the good music yeah I think yeah I definitely think it needs to be a lot more diverse the shows because yeah I just a lot of radio stations these days they do play the same types of shows and then you end up just turning off and going over to a completely different company because you know if you just if you're not feeling catered for you're not going to stay loyal to one radio station anymore I just I think the idea of that is really old-fashioned these days mm, like they're not trying anything new is that like the, what you're pointing trying to yeah make? definitely like they they need to branch out they need to do new things because people like back in the olden day i think people used to you know they would listen to what their parents listened to you know they would listen to the exact same thing they would stay with the same radio station no matter what and i think the idea of that happening now i think it's just really old-fashioned because mm. people People want choice these days. Yeah, and it's just unheard of, isn't it? Yeah. You know, for you know, me to listen to the same radio station as me and my mum. Yeah. I don't really do that, or my dad. I don't really do that. And you know what? In in, in India, what happens? Uh, the RJs engage the audience at large. Like, they prank the people. They randomly call different numbers. So people tend to engage themselves. Like... Uh, they call uh, like RJs try different numbers and they uh, and they try to mend with the audience. So it creates a l- little f- uh, informal thing rather than the formal radio chit chatting. Uh, 
so it gets more of a chatty thing and a informal thing so pe- so people also tend to engage themselves with the radio stations so it gets a little funny and entertaining yeah so i guess people what are you tr- are you trying to say that basically people don't always want hard news yeah yeah it's um i just think stations need to even themselves out a bit more because the thing is is that for example say you're listening to a station which you know usually has hard news but actually you've had a really long day you don't you don't want to hear it <laughs> you don't want to yeah you don't want to think oh i've just got on my car home for the commute where i want to like relax a little bit yeah no, this is not what i needed yeah and the thing is i think you know a lot of these radio stations especially the big ones they have multiple channels so i think they need to like equalize their channels out a bit more so one does hard news but one does light-hearted news or one plays a certain type of music and the other one plays a completely different genre. Mm. Because if not, they're not going to cater to their audiences. Mm. And I think, like, expanding on that point, like, you know, the fact that Bauer and Global own 96% of the radio industry is a bit of a joke, to be honest. Like, you know, it's, you know, I don't see how it's got that far, how no one has stepped in and thought, you know, there has to be, like, only like a limited amount of ownership so like Ofcom tried to limit ownership for TV so Fox only has a um, limited amount of ownership in the UK um, but you know I don't understand how no, there's no radio like regulator that's come in and said you know you can't own that much you know it, it's not fair on other radio stations which is why a lot of people are turning to community radio stations to try and get that point across of listening to something different yeah, I definitely, and also the fact that it's ninety six percent. Thing is, is that there's always going to be internal bias. Like, no, you're never going to be able to get away with being a completely non biased thing because I feel like there's always some sort of internal bias, whether you are trying to display that or mm. not. And you know, if you're literally changing radio stations, like constantly trying to find like something being said different, like a different take on it, but they're owned by the same two companies you are never going to get away from some sort of internal bias and i definitely think that it is it's concerning because actually what if one day that doesn't become internal and it becomes like an actual bias that people are trying to get their point across and they own such a large percentage of radio Mm. it's just not called for is it you know it's not fair on other new competitors trying to get into the industry knowing that they're just going to be bought out at the first start at the first opportunity aren't they yeah it's, you know, it's just a monopoly on radio like the underdog is never going to be able to compete when two giant companies own so much of a, of one thing so once again this has been Pankuri, max and philippa from the university of northampton don't forget to tune in next week